This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to take them and turn to the book of 2 Timothy. We're going to take a look at six marks of ministry that the Lord wants to see. We're going to be in 2 Timothy, but Pastor gave a great introduction as he talked about the role of the church in the life of the missionary. And in Luke chapter 10, we saw that passage that says, Behold, I send you out as sheep among wolves. And he also talked about the weight of the ministry. I can tell you from experience, the weight of the ministry can be overwhelming. It can be exhausting, and in fact, uh, we went through some trials in Ohio in the ministry, and some of you know more than others. But for me personally, I got to the point where I said, Lord, just let me do anything other than pastor. I said, let me just be a church member and go work somewhere and be faithful and support a pastor. And he gave it to me, and it was miserable. Because it's not the call he's had on my heart or on my life. I worked and I ministered where I worked. And I served here as much as the Lord allowed. But my heart was like, Lord, let me preach again. Lord, let me preach again. And Brother Mike, with this call on your heart and your life, you won't be content doing anything else from this point on. We're going to look here in Second Timothy in chapter 2. And there's six verses that we're going to look at very briefly. I promise not to keep you too long. But it starts out with this. It says, Thou therefore, my son, and this is Paul writing to Timothy, who is in the ministry. He says this, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We'll start with that point, but let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessing here on his word. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to serve you tonight, to hear your precious word. And, Lord, to watch your work in the life of a dear family to this church. Father, I pray that you would speak boldly to all of our hearts tonight, not just Brother Mike, but, Lord, all of us. Strengthen us and encourage us for the work that you've called all of us to do. Father, I pray that as I speak tonight, you'd fill me with all the fullness of you, that your word may go forth boldly. We love you and we ask these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first thing that we see here in verse 1, it says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Twenty-five times as Paul writes to Timothy, he says these two words, Be strong. We talked about the weight that comes on you. We talked about going out as sheep among wolves. The weight of ministry and the burdens of ministry require a supernatural strength, but this is not a strength that comes from within ourselves. This is not a physical strength. This is not something that we can encourage ourselves and push ourselves and just get ourselves to the next level. God's never asked that of us. He says this. He says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You are not required to do the work that God has called you to do in your own strength, Brother Mike. You're required to do it in his strength. And the scripture tells us that in in our weaknesses... His strength is made perfect. Over and over and over again, in the ministry that God calls you to, you're going to have days where you feel weak. And this is true for all of us. 
You're not required to be strong enough to carry yourself through. God says, we are to be strengthened in Christ Jesus. I want you to understand something about this strength tonight. When it says be be strengthened or be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, when we talk about this, the strength that is in Christ Jesus, this is that same strength that formed the mountains. This is that same strength that calmed the seas. This is that same strength that breathed life into humankind. This is that same strength that wrought salvation for all of us. You think about that being available to you on the mission field, in the remote areas of Bolivia, and wherever you are in your daily lives, church, that strength is accessible to you. Be strong in that strength. You're going to have hard days. But that strength's available to you, brother. And we ought to be praying for him, for him to be strengthened in his inner man through the strength that comes in Christ Jesus alone. These are passages that we could go on and on with, but I want to move on to verse number two. It says this, And the things that thou hast heard of me, Paul talking to Timothy, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. The first mark is strength. The second mark is the mark of duplication. Paul's writing to Timothy and he says, Look, the things that you've learned from me, young man, I want you to take them and I want you to teach them to others. And I want you to teach them to teach others also. Brother Mike, you're called to the ministry of helps. That doesn't mean that you're not called to a ministry of duplication. You are there to encourage other missionaries to do the work that they're called to do. But training others to be a help to those missionaries and a help to their pastors and a help to those who are called to go on before them, you are going to be setting an example for them. As Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, young man, listen to me. You go out and you teach others to teach others also. It's not just teaching them to do it once. You teach them the spirit of multiplication. One of the greatest illustrations I've ever heard or seen of this was the other night at your anniversary banquet with Brother Ron Comfort. You, if you were there, you may remember he talked about one going out into the crowd and bringing one, and then going out to the crowd and bringing one, and one going out to the crowd and bringing one. And then he talked about one going out to the crowd and bringing one, then both going out to the crowd and bringing one, and then all four going out to the crowd and bringing one, and on and on and on. You see that spirit of multiplication. God blesses that type of a ministry. And brother, this is one of the marks that ought to be evident in your ministry. Not just that you go and do a great work and help others. You go and teach others to help others also. This work that you're called to, it may be about helps, but it's all about the gospel. The ministry that each and every one of us is called to, it may be that we work in some secular field, but it's still all about the gospel. And we ought to have a ministry of duplication ourselves. If we go on to verse 3, it says this, Thou therefore... Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You ought to be marked by strength, marked by duplication, but then also marked by endurance. There are going to be days when you want to give up, brother. I mean, let's be honest. How many of us want to give up? Just in normal life, normal working circumstances, normal family circumstances sometimes. You get to the point where you throw your hands up and say, I can't. The reason that Paul lays out this passage for Timothy is not because he's called to the cushy life of ministry. Pastor, is it easy? 
he got up here and he talked immediately about the, the weight of ministry. It's hard. But as Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, endure the hardness as a good soldier. You've not been called into an easy ministry, brother. You've been called to a hard work, and some days are going to be much harder than others. And here he says, your ministry ought to be marked by endurance. Quitting looks easy some days. I tried it. I'd have to say quitting is one of the hardest things I've ever done. We are called to endure hardness as a good soldier, not just to the work, not a good soldier of the ministry, but a good soldier of who? Jesus Christ. The times that we feel like giving up are the times that we feel weak. We go back to point number one. What is it? Be strong. When you feel weak, when you feel like giving up, be strong in Christ Jesus. He's called you to this work. He will equip you for this work. Number four, we go to verse four. It says this, no man that warreth, and we are called to war. Pastor mentioned the battles that we're called to. This is a raging battle. And it's not just in Bolivia. It's not just in the pulpit. It is in every single one of our lives. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. The fourth mark of your ministry ought to be the mark of freedom. You understand that in Jesus Christ, each and every one of us who has put our faith and trust in him has been set free and we are free indeed. No one that warth ought to be entangled with the affairs of this life. You understand what happens when we get entangled with this world, don't you? You know what it looks like. It's miserable. It's binding. It's restraining. And sometimes we cry out to God and say, God, I just need you to come and set me free. And we understand he's already set us free. But we've entangled ourselves again with the bondages of this world. Brother, don't get distracted by other things on the field. I've seen a lot of missionaries go to the field and they get distracted by this or by that. And you can look at different things that have gone on and you can know that's happened to this missionary or that missionary. Brother, don't get distracted by the affairs of this world. You are called to be a soldier of Jesus Christ and we are not to be entangled again with the things of this world. You're free now. Be free throughout your ministry. Your ministry ought to be marked by freedom. We go to verse 5. Verse 5 says this, And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. So what this is, this is a sports illustration. We see Paul, Paul write a lot of times. He gives sports illustrations. And what he's here is he's basically saying, look, if you, if you play the game but you don't follow the rules, you're not a true winner at the end of the game. He says, look, there's standards that you have to hold yourself to. There's rules in this game, so to speak. In ministry, there's rules that we hold ourselves to. And we, as we look at our own lives, our ministries, our lives ought to be marked by obedience to those rules. In other words, this means we don't go on the mission field Brother, you're not going to go on the mission field 
and decide the best way to do ministry. You're going to look into God's word to find the best way to do ministry. This ought to be the light to your path and the guide to your life no matter what you do. And this goes for each and every one of us. Every single thing we do, we ought to go back to the book and say, Lord, am I doing this your way? Because if I try to do it my way, what happens? I'm going to fall flat on my face. And I'm going to be entangled with the cares of this world. And I'm going to feel weak. And I'm going to struggle. And I'm going to see all of those other things that we've talked about already in verses 1 through 5 fall apart. Because I didn't follow God's word. Brother, your, your ministry ought to be marked with obedience to this and nothing else. And your pastor is going to lead you in that. And the missionaries you serve are going to lead you in that. Follow God's word wholeheartedly with all of your heart. The sixth mark here we see in verse 6. It says, The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. You have a ministry that's laid out before you, and we've talked about these five marks so far. Your ministry ought to be marked by strength, by duplication, by endurance, by freedom, and by obedience. Number six is this. Your ministry ought to be marked by satisfaction. What does that mean? That means when you are serving God and you know with all of your heart that you've done what you've been called to do, you ought to be satisfied in that. We labor in the field as ministers. And sometimes we give it our all. Sometimes we pour our hearts and our lives into a person or into a project and things fall apart. Your satisfaction doesn't come in what you see accomplished. It comes in knowing that you've been obedient. It comes in knowing that you've been faithful. It comes in knowing that you've been strengthened in Jesus Christ and in all of these other things. We can find satisfaction even when things don't go our way because God is always working. And what's he looking for in you? He's looking for these marks of obedience and faithfulness and strength. And when he sees those, you get to relax and know I have done what God has told me to do. And that goes for each and every one of us. Knowing that we have strived to hit these marks that God has laid for us in the scriptures. We get to rest and say, God, I know, I know, I know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I have done things your way. I followed your word. I've been obedient to you. I've been trusting in you for my strength. I have been faithful in all of these things. And at that point, we get to lay down and say, Lord, I can rest in just knowing I've done it your way. And you're satisfied just in my obedience. Sometimes we can get discouraged by the circumstances. Brother, don't get discouraged. Be satisfied in just knowing you've been faithful. Be encouraged because God has called you to this field and he has laid out for these things for you. And if you follow his way, his path, you can rest and know that he is pleased in you. Be satisfied in the work. Be satisfied in the truth. Be satisfied in the message. Be satisfied even in the trials because he's laid these things out for you. And if God is pleased, you ought to be able to rest in that. Final thing that I'll leave you with tonight is verse 7. Paul's writing to Timothy and he's laid out these different marks of the ministry. And then he, he sums it up and he says this, Consider what I say and the Lord give thee understanding in all these things.
It's not something always that we with our own human finite mind can comprehend. But by the Lord's help, he will give you understanding in all of these things. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.